Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Rangers Review Morning Briefing for Thursday, the 2nd of March. I'm Derek Clark, and I'm joined this morning, first time this week, I think, by uh, Joshua Barry. How are we doing, Joshua? Well, I was on Monday, Derek. Oh, yeah, so you were before. I had a power yeah. cut. I had a power cut. So <laughs> we've not had one since, so hopefully I survived the video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fingers crossed it that it holds out. Um, before we talk Rangers, folks, you know the drill by now. First of all, you can see the ticker below on your screen. Uh, if you're watching us on YouTube, Facebook or Twitter, we've got that offer on the website just now. Great offer, £2 for two months worth of content. Just head over to rangersreview.co.uk forward slash subscribe to sign up. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel, which is totally free. Um, I think uh, 11 and a half thousand of you uh, sign up there. I think you're just more than that, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so thanks very much for all your support. Uh, and a quick word as well to our sponsors, Seneca Hair Restoration, uh, the, the number one hair transplant group in Europe. So if you're wanting to uh, look at uh, adding a bit more growth on top of your uh Cranium, as they say, uh, or do they say that? I'm not not entirely right. sure. But, uh, <laughs> these, these are the guys to go to if you're looking for a hair transplant or uh, a dick advocate, if, if you like. Um, so, yeah, these are the guys to go to if you're thinking uh, about doing that, as Joshua sniggers away there. Um, right, let's talk uh, football, Joshua, and, and, of course, let's talk Rangers. Uh, news that broke um, uh, last night around 5 o'clock. Well, was it around 5, around uh, 4, between 4 and 5 last night was the news. Yeah that James Sands has departed Rangers. He's headed back to his parent club, New York City FC, uh, at the start of the MLS season. Um, the, the Rangers uh, manager, Michael Beale, says, I would like to thank James for his time at Rangers. He was a well-liked player in our squad, and I enjoyed working with him on a daily basis. I believe he will go on to have an excellent career. The opportunity to return to NYCFC for the start of the MLS season where he will be a key player in their squad was something that we felt was correct for all parties. Everyone at Rangers wishing him wishes him well moving forwards. He played 41 times since joining in January of last year. Uh, and Sands uh, has been speaking as well uh, about his time at Rangers. He says, I would like to thank Rangers for the fantastic opportunity to play with a top-notch European team. Reaching the Europa League final, playing in the Champions League and winning the Scottish Cup are just a few of the many positive memories that I will take away with me the level of support from the Rangers fans is second to none um not entirely surprising Josh I think I wrote a piece of this uh, just at the tail end of the transfer window saying his time is up uh, I was surprised therefore to see him start against Partick Thistle in that Scottish Cup tie recently but um not entirely surprising to see him head back across the pond yeah, I, I don't think he ever kicked on after that performance away in, in Eindhoven where he was excellent, Derek, at centre-back. Very much a player, I think, that suited Giovanni van Bronckhorst's style more. Um, I don't think he ever developed into a player that... He never had a run of games at the base of midfield, but I don't think he was ever a kind of... a, a player that could contribute enough to the attack to make that happen. Um, you know, he's, he's an international. He's going back to play at a good level. He obviously is a good player, but playing for Rangers is, is unique and playing in a position like that you have to take to it quickly uh, and I think it makes sense because he's obviously not going to play much between now and the end of the season Rangers obviously weren't going to take up the option to buy because I don't think he'd impressed enough therefore he's going to have limited minutes because Michael Beale obviously will want to work with the squads as many players as possible that are going to be playing here um, next season um, so, so I do think it makes complete sense when you look back to the January window now it it, it's not reflected very well. 
Um, obviously, there is some exceptions to that. I think I think Sands was a player that uh, Gio knew from the, the City group setup. He, he did suit him in terms of a player who could s- slot into centre back and midfield. Although it ended up being John Lundstrom who normally did that. Um, so yeah, I'll, I agree with you. Wish him the best. He, he did have those two performances against PSV. I don't think his style was was as suited to to Michael Beale as it was Gio, who really wanted his centre backs to step in and and break lines of pressure. I don't think his game is as suited to maybe breaking down teams as it is in the MLS, where um, there's a bit more space to play into and a bit maybe a bit more of a requirement for his skill set, which is maybe a bit more unique than what you think of your average uh, midfielder who plays in Scotland. Um, especially for Rangers or Celtic when it's about breaking down the opposition defence. So, yeah, not a decision that I think um, would have surprised many people when it broke yesterday. Yeah, yeah, not not a surprise whatsoever. Of course, it was an 18-month loan he signed initially back in January of last year, uh, heading back for the start of the MLS season. Uh, Jim McCarroll says, uh, good morning, lads. No surprise Sands has left, never given a chance in his true position, though. Uh, wish him well. And that's echoed by a number of comments coming in that they felt it wasn't, uh, afforded that opportunity. But listen, Michael Beale and before him, Giovanni Van Bronckhorst worked with uh, these players on a day-to-day basis. Uh, I'm sure uh, he's played training games in midfield and, and unfortunately it was just a, a heavily congested area of the pitch for Rangers. Was he worthy of, of, of an opportunity? Perhaps the, the jury is certainly out on, on that one. And as Cliff Renfrew rightly says, uh, Sands could not have done any worse than any of the starting midfielders uh, on Sunday. Certainly still uh, raw uh, Sunday's League Cup final defeat. Um, let's talk about, there's some, so many comments coming in here, uh, Joshua. Um, great pieces on the website uh, as well, which I wanted to touch on. Uh, Johnny's got a piece on there discussing uh, the much maligned figure uh, in Ross Wilson, of course, uh, coming in for more criticism. He says that Johnny's uh, saying that Ross Wilson has lost the Rangers fans and alignment is now uh, out of uh, reach. He feels that the discontent uh, between the uh, sporting director and the Rangers support is impossible to solve now. Um, He discusses uh, when Michael Beale uh came in uh, as a manager, of course, at his first press conference. Uh, and he says that uh, align the ideas of the board through myself, the management team to the players and ultimately to the fans. It's got to be aligned. We've got to be together because when we are, it's a very strong club. So great piece on the website, folks, with regards to Ross Wilson and uh, how, how how does he shoulder the blame for, for where Rangers are at, at the moment? Uh, it's a very good piece. He talks about the, the, the 29 signings he's made over his tenure as sporting director and says how many have, uh, uh, how many have uh, uh, been a judicious use of precious funds uh, and the unvarnished truth is not many. He certainly comes into, uh, shoulders a lot of the blame whenever Rangers come in, into a sticky patch, Joshua, doesn't he? Um, and... Can you see a future for Ross Wilson beyond the summer from 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 where we are, and, and can he rectify the situation with uh, the relationship with regards to the supporters? I think well, you could have a hour long show talking about yeah. what a sporting director does. I guess it differs from club to club. Ross Wilson said that the AGM that you know his he is not sitting on wise scout signing players and giving them to the manager. There is differences, I guess, how managers work. We know that Gerard had specific players he wanted to sign. We know that Gio was. Um, maybe a bit more, you know, he spoke about not having a dual list and a Rangers list, but just one list together with the, the scouting department and the, the sporting director. And I, I think James Sands is probably a good example of that, someone that Gio knew, someone that maybe Rangers had, had scouted, um, and, and that kind of comes together to form a player that would fit a certain style. You see the differences in style with someone like Raskin or Cantwell to, to be able 
I think uh, the, the intro to Johnny's piece actually sums up brilliantly there. Yeah. So I'm going to do him the compliment of reading it, seeing as he's not here. Um, it says, this isn't a column about the job Ross Wilson has been doing at Rangers since arriving in 2019. That's been written enough about already. People have fixed uh, positions and the arguments are now largely irrelevant. This is instead about perception and how it shapes reality. And I think that's a, that, that sums it up really well, basically, because some people will really agree with the sporting director model. I totally think you need to do that because all the top clubs in Europe do it. If Rangers want to progress, they have to have someone ahead of the manager. Now we can debate whether that person in this climate has done a good job or done a, a good enough job, but I, I think the point stands that you, personally you need a sporting director. Um, but then it's about perception. Football, a quote um, that's from, I can't remember where it's from, I think it's the Bayer Leverkusen CEO. You can plan five years ahead as long as you win on Saturday. Um, if Rangers win on Saturday yeah. or Sunday, yeah. sorry, yeah. You, you know, there has been the perfect start for Michael Beale. They didn't, obviously, and, and these games dictate the narrative because they make you a success or a failure. And it's not as quite as simple as saying one kick of the ball and it's a totally different conversation because obviously it's within the backdrop of, yes, it's a new manager and a new style and a new system and whatever, but it's the same players that people will feel have let them down again um, on the big stage. So I think Johnny does a good job of kind of summarising that argument. Um, and it's, it is about perception with Wilson and, and how he builds that trust or whether he has uh, that, that left whether people understand his role or whether he, um, whether it doesn't matter because, as you say, with with the signings and where the squads are. I mean, I had a, a different piece out, um, which I'll link in the comment section, Derek, that just looked at who Rangers' top performers have been in terms of minutes this season and the age yeah. profile. Um, it's on my Twitter as well if people want to look at it. But, but it's quite a, a good visual aid because it shows the age and it shows the minutes played. And, and only really Malik Tillman is in the under-25 and has played a lot bracket. Um, the top eight performers uh, in terms of league minutes, James Tavenier, Ryan Kent, Borna Barisic, John Lundstrom, Conor Goldson, Alan McGregor, Ben Davies and Malik Tillman. Now, there's circumstance to that, Derek, because you'd hope that in a couple of months, um, the likes of Raskin and, and Campwell are in that same bracket as Tillman, playing a lot of games and also within that kind of age range. Yanis Hadji has had his big injury issue. Um, Red Van Yilmaz came in and, and has had his big in injury issue. Rabi Matondo was another young player who was presumably signed to to be a part of that conversation, but you know he's had his confidence uh, confidence issues and then his injury issues. So, yeah, so so then when you look at the the makeup of the squad profile this season, the reason that Sunday felt like a squad that that wasn't fresh is because on the basis of players, it it, it wasn't. It lacks the January arrivals and the summer arrivals. Obviously. It's, been covered a lot this week about the, the number of minutes that, that players have played so yeah it's a wide conversation um and there, there's lots of detail in it but ultimately i think you're you are always going to be judged on old firm cup finals uh, when you're when you're a rangers and and if you lose them then ultimately the, the fallout from that is going to be negative of, of course yeah, that's the way of it. Uh, lots of differing views coming in in the comments here. David Penny says, uh, Ross Wilson ain't to blame. Many players uh, were injury-free. How can it be his fault players get injured? The problem stops on the football side of matters uh, on the pitch. Uh, and, and Denzel says, I think the most frightening thing about the revamp is that Ross Wilson will be in, will be in charge of it. We can expect the perpetually injured and in gimmicks like Ramsey. So certainly strong feelings out there amongst it, the fan base uh, as to... 
uh, Ross Wilson. Um, so, yeah, I do urge you to go and read that piece from Johnny on the website, folks. It, it really is good and addresses uh, the current situation. Some comments coming in here. I wanted to touch on this because it's uh, something I saw this morning, uh, Joshua. Um, not I've got to hold my hands up. I've not seen much of them, but Robert McFarlane says, Morning, guys. We heard the rumours of Rangers scouting and preparing a bid for the current Preston goalkeeper, uh, and you know much about him, Derek, and that's echoed by Rob Call. Uh, is Freddie Woodman. Good keeper for me, but I'd like to see his try for James Trafford. How highly do you rate him, Derek? Uh, would also not say no to Jack Butland. Well, it's no, uh, it's no secret to know that Rangers are obviously looking to uh, bring in a new goalkeeper uh, come the summer. Uh, just on James Trafford, the... the he is moving back to Man City in the summer to be their number two. That's the general consensus. So uh, with that being the case, uh, I highly doubt that, that Rangers uh, are going to bring him up the road to, to, to Ibrox. Um, with regards to Freddie Woodman, I can't say I've seen much of him. Joshua, he's playing for Preston at the moment in the, in the championship. Uh, apparently, it reports uh, claiming that Rangers would have to spend upwards of about three and a half million pounds if they're going to bring him in. Uh, he's had spells, loan spells at Kilmarnock and, and Aberdeen uh, in the past. Have you seen much of him? What's your, what's your feeling towards that? No, I'm, I'm not going to pretend I have. But um, <laughs> obviously, you know, logic tells you Rangers are going to be in for a goalkeeper this summer. And yes. um, if they are watching Freddie Woodman, I'm sure it, they'll be watching loads of different players. That's just how a scouting network works, isn't it? You have I'm sure lots of different players considered. Um, but yeah, I mean, there has been some conversation about Robbie McCrory from uh, Michael Beale's point of view. He's been injured at just the wrong time on the basis of the last two, three seasons. But uh, of course, Rangers are going to be in for a goalkeeper in the summer, Derek. I mean, if they're not, I'd be hugely surprised. Um, I think it's an area they need to address. I think it's an area that they need to spend money in and, and invest in someone who can come in and, and is at a good age and provide stability in there um, and, and a long-term solution. So whether that's Woodsman or, or someone else, uh, I'm sure it will be someone that, that comes in the door this summer. Yeah, and, and Randy Marsh says uh, that Sheffield United goalkeeper looks all right. Uh, of course, Wes. But it's amazing to think it, it could be strutting his stuff in the in the Premier League down south uh, next season. Joshua, could you ever envisage that when, when you left Rangers? Of course, when McGregor came back to, to Rangers, he... He was uh, his understudy, um, mm. but he certainly he certainly kicked on, hasn't he? Yeah, and obviously, like goalkeepers seem to peak a bit later anyway, don't they? So um, I think he went in initially as number two at Sheffield United. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, um, they had uh, who's the boy? It's at Man United, is it? It was on loan, no, I think. I uh, his name escapes me. But let, no. Let's know in the comments. It's, no, oh, it's annoying me now. Dean Henderson, yeah. I think. Dean Henderson. Dean Henderson, there we are. Thank you. He's now at Nottingham Forest. Yes. Um, yeah, so he went in as number two and seems to have worked out for him pretty well. Didn't watch the game last night, but um, yeah, quite predictable that Tottenham losing in, yeah. in another cup game, isn't it? It's just yeah. feel for their fans. Yeah, world's greatest DJ, good friend, friend of the show, says Jack Butlin would be a first-class signing. Got to say, I, I had... Uh, Years ago, I watched him uh, uh, pretty much every other week at Stoke City, uh, and, and he was good up to a point. And then just at the tail end of Mark Hughes' tenure, I think it was, he started, uh, uh, he, was, he was really struggling for form. But certainly on a free, uh, I don't think I would be opposed to, 
uh, seeing Jack Butland uh, head up to Ibrox. I think he would have the right temperament and mentality uh, to play for a club uh, of this stature. Um, but listen, there's going to be, like Joshua said, there's going to be a million and one goalkeepers linked with Rangers uh, between now uh, and the summer, of course, but they need to make sure they bring someone in that is capable uh, of taking over from Alan McGregor, who has been an absolute stalwart for Rangers. I know uh, many feel that he should have uh, retired last season, which I think is fair comment, but... Uh, yeah, he's certainly still he's still the, the number one goalkeeper at Rangers, and, and replacing him certainly is a, uh, going to be a, a, a tough ask. Whoever whoever they bring in, um, let's get to a few more of the, the comments coming in. Of course, it's uh, press conference day, Joshua. You'll be there uh, at, at, at the press conference a little later on. Uh, King Rec gets in touch. I hope all looking forward to Beale's press conference later. Hopefully, get some feedback of what the fallout has been from Sunday. Now, you've been uh, doing a lot of uh, analysis and assessing what went wrong at the weekend, Joshua. We're speaking off air, and you touched on another uh, point that you wanted to raise about um, why Rangers uh, succumbed to defeat at Hamden. Yeah, I mean, I think obviously it's now, what, four days, five days elapsed since since the game. Um, I think most would agree that, that Beale got a few decisions wrong. Um but he's you know largely he's got decisions right. Uh, I think it's to his credit so far that the expectation was where it was heading into the game at the weekend, Derek. You know, if you remember the, the job that he took over, the state of the squad, the results that had followed, that home game against Hearts, which was such a slog, obviously all those Champions League really heavy defeats where defeat just felt inevitable. I mean remember the Ajax game where Rangers conceded after two, three minutes and it just felt like a, a pre-season yeah, game because there's yeah. so flat and no expectation naturally because of the results that had gone by. Beal had a big job on his hands um, and the, the discussion at the start was can he, well, obviously he's not been a manager long, so how's he? How's that going to work? Are Rangers getting another, another rookie manager? And, and in some senses they are, you know, he was speaking himself in the lead up to the game at the weekend about how he's not even managed 40 games and he's getting to manage in a cup final and naturally i think wherever you are if you've been an assistant before when you're the main man it's different and you will make mistakes along the way we've seen it with gerard even though he had a lot less experience as a, as a coach Beal had had that experience as a coach um beforehand um he even if you look at aston villa rangers when he was a first team coach beforehand if he um if his job was to try and create an identity on the pitch he had great experience of that dealing with first team players this wasn't like a youth team coach who had just stepped up and i think his control of the messaging and how he's built up confidence. I think he'd done most things right up until the weekend. It's difficult, obviously, to look at a game like an Old Firm Cup final and give anyone the benefit of the doubt, especially, I think, Derek, when you look at um, the fact that so many players had let them let this set of fans down beforehand. Yeah, I, I just think, looking back at the game, I don't think Fashion Sakala had a great game. I, and I know he missed that chance. I think he's been a net positive under Beal so far. I think he's done a lot better. I just think it could be such a different game if in a few moments, you know, he's where Rangers are getting their superiority in the first half with those switches of play. And I just think on those few decisions where he got it wrong, he got those ones right in January. If you think for that ball into Kent and, and that goal to make it 1-1 and then that driving run to win the penalty, it is just such fine margins. Um, so to say, that, yeah, I, th I agree that Beal got, I think, some things wrong. I think managers do. I'm sure he will reflect on that. Um but it shouldn't negate, I think, the fact that he has still managed the season so far so well. And if you look back to that big, long Rangers TV interview, Derek, he did when he first came in. He spoke, uh, or sorry, he did a couple of weeks ago. He spoke about managing the season and just kind of getting through. Um, 
until the summer when he can really imprint his ideas. So, yeah, I just think it's important to remember that after this week where naturally there's going to be so much criticism. Um, the weekend's a big game for Rangers and then obviously Hibs away. Although it's still a nine-point gap, they need to kind of retain the results from beforehand and, and then start to rebuild some confidence again, as well as all the inevitable rebuild, revamping that's going to be going on in, in the background. Yeah, uh, GS gets in touch and says, seemed like a fear to try something new, uh, reverted back to the old guard. Uh, yeah, I certainly think he, he learned a lot, lot from from his players on Sunday. Well, I hope so. Um, and as Joshua says, he is, uh, uh, we've got to remember, he is a, a novice in terms of, of being a manager. Um, he's he just, he just became a manager last summer, of course, at QPR. So uh, very much a, a learning on the job uh, situation, which I need to accept. Yep. Just, sorry, just another point, just while we're on it. I also, I don't know if this is a, a right opinion or not, but it's just, it, it, was, it came to mind uh, last night. Th- there's been some criticism of well, as well of him being conservative for not starting new players. I, like most people, thought that uh, Raskin definitely should have started, and I think in hindsight you could make a fair argument for Cantwell as well. I don't think he has been conservative in, conservative in these games largely. I know he sat off quite a bit at the weekend, um, but you kind of spoke about that after the game. But the fact that he's played Tillman in that midfield role instead of kind of going to what was a more Gerrard-esque extra defensive midfielder in there or holding midfielder, call it whatever you want. He's tried to get as many goal scorers in the team as possible. That was the, the same back in the January Old Firm uh, game as well. So I, I don't think it's a case of he wants to um, hold less of the ball in these games necessarily. I, I just think you've got to remember that he also is so much further behind in his his development. Rangers probably aren't playing anywhere near to what he wants them to play. He even said that after the Tynecastle game, where Rangers look so much better than they have domestically for a long time. He reiterated that he came into the press room and he was quite calm about it and said, well, there's obviously still a lot that, that he wants to improve. So I just think that's an important point as well. Certainly from my point of view, I think he should have started Raskin. I think especially you look across yeah. to Alistair Johnson and the Celtic side who made his debut in the old firm at in January and then yes. uh, has puts that performance in at the weekend. You look at Raskin's impact from the bench. I, I don't think there's many arguments against that, but I don't think he is fair to, to to kind of brand brand him that when he has so early tried to get as many goal scorers in the team and and play an attacking minded player in Tillman in that role instead of maybe going for a, a Jack Kamara lunch from midfield. Yeah, uh, listen, he's got a lot right since uh, arriving back at the club, but certainly the Raskin thing was one. You just imagine the Celtic dressing room when they've seen the team sheet and he's not in the starting lineup. I think that would have gave them uh, a huge boost uh, of that, there is no doubt. Lots of comments coming in. I know everyone watches worldwide to, to, to the show, which is which is fantastic. Stephen Kavanagh says, uh, Morning, Joshua and Derek from the Maldives. Wow. Absolutely sensational stuff. Uh, and Ian Muir gets in touch. Uh, morning, guys from Sydney. Landing Glasgow one and a half hours before the Wraith game. Can't wait to see the famous. Uh, love that sort of stuff. People travelling from far and wide uh, to watch the, the famous Glasgow Rangers. And Drinks Whiskey gets in touch. Grim week so far. First time I've been able to watch or listen to anything Rangers related uh, since Sunday. Uh, yeah, totally understandable, uh, buddy. Um, that, that, listen, there's a, a comment. Lots of comments coming in. Uh, we'll touch on a few more before before we wrap up uh, today. Uh, Kamar Roof wasn't available at the weekend. Joshua... Uh, we discussed this uh, in a number of videos earlier on in the week, but Magic Man uh, 147 says, What do we do with Roof in this summer? Um, is contract, uh, is, am I right in thinking it's the summer of 2025, uh, if I'm not mistaken? 
I thought uh, it was 24, I'm, is it not? Is it 24? Uh, no. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. Sorry, I thought, God, I thought it was this, this was 20. Yeah, because he signed yeah, in 2020, yeah. didn't he? Yeah, so. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, right, so Kamaru for me, uh, I think everyone is well aware when he's on his game, when he's fit, he is uh, arguably the best striker Rangers have at their disposal. However, he spends too much time on the treatment table uh, and it's no use. It's, uh, that is no use to, to me, you, Michael Beale, the Rangers fans, or his teammates, him being there. Um, we'll find out uh, if he's going to be back available at the weekend later when we speak to Michael Beale. But Roof in the summer, Joshua, is there a conundrum there for the manager? I think there's a conundrum there for the manager, but yeah. I think the difficulty is does he, where, where can you find a buyer to someone that has been injured more often than not? I thought uh, I enjoyed catching up with the show yesterday because Martin Ramsey is one of my favourite favourite yeah. voices to listen to. Um, I thought he summed it up pretty well. You know, Rangers weren't going to get, just to look at the overall argument, Rangers weren't going to get a player this good without some sort of injury issues. That's been negated at points. Um, I, I, I think you've got to move on at some point because you need players to play. The the Beal has got more out of him, but you know we we're not privy to the information, so we don't know exactly what the issue is, um, what individual issues are. We'll find out today what the issue was um, at the weekend. But I, I think if you can take one thing away from this season and last season, Derek, is that Rangers need probably a, a smaller squad. But a squad that isn't going to have as as many many injury issues because yeah that that's just again as we've covered all week that's played them this season and at points last season and um, you need to to sign players that are going to be ready and, and available I think it's as simple as that so yeah it's, it's a difficult one to sort out you're right because you have to weigh it up the the other side and if Bill could get fit and how do you shift those wages yeah. but. The squad obviously needs to to move on some players in the summer. Um, I don't think there's going to be much disagreement about that externally. Yeah, we'll get a, we'll get a clearer picture on Roof and others uh, when we speak to Michael Beale a little later on, folks. Okay, that'll do us there. Thanks to everyone uh, for interacting with the show. As always, it's greatly appreciated. I'll be back tomorrow alongside uh, Chris Jack as we look ahead to the match on Saturday uh, against Kilmarnock back in the league. We will have all the reaction from the press conference this afternoon. It takes place around about one o'clock. John Lundstrom also being put up for the press. Um, so you'll see all that reaction on our website and our YouTube channel as we also stay uh, tuned for that, folks. Um, I'll be back. We'll speak to you again tomorrow. Until then, enjoy the rest of your Thursday. Bye for now.